Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Push-Pull Podcast, Stories of Human Migration, Season 2. I'm David Arnsparger, AP World History teacher at James Clemens High School in Madison, Alabama, and today our guest is my favorite student, Nicole Simpson. And Nicole has a wonderful story to tell us about her mother and how her mother ended up coming eventually to the United States after growing up in Poland or coming from Poland. So, Nicole, welcome to the show. Um, glad to have you here. And your story about your mom is a relatively recent story of migration. Uh, so, thank you for having me on the show. Um, yes, my mom, she lived in Poland for almost her, uh, for her entire like, teenage years. Um, this was during communism as well. Um, so, her uncle... Um, was also a butcher, so they were a lot more well-off than other families. Um, and they were also against communism, so they are always afraid that their next-door neighbor is going to see, and because they're more well-off, they're going to go rat them out to the officers. Yeah, so so uh, setting up what's going on in Poland, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, under communism, people were scared... Uh, to say anything bad against the government because you could be rounded up and taken away. And as a hardworking shopkeeper, as a butcher, uh, they would probably, people might be suspicious of them um, not liking the overbearing communists. And then uh, the other thing is people had to have ration tickets or something like that to get meat. So, um, uh, yeah, I can I can imagine how difficult it was in, in people... Uh, sneaking around and maybe uh, trying to figure out if they're against communism or not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there was ration tickets. My mom says how the lines would be like a mile long, and she'd just wait there every like whenever she couldn't go buy stuff, she'd wait there, uh, maybe for like an hour or two. She'd wait there, and she says her favorite time to get uh, to go shopping was when she had a chocolate ticket, and she could get little chocolates, and she was always so happy when she got some of those. So uh, when we're talking about communism, living in our communist country, you can't just work hard and get money to go buy as much chocolate as you want. You had, they gave you stamps or tickets yeah. or ration coupons, and you could only buy that much uh, of chocolate. You could only yeah. buy so much meat. You could only get so much bread. You could only, and I don't know, what, what other stories does she have along those lines? Um, so yes, there's ration tickets. Um... So and, and and so your mom living under this probably wanted to get out, but it was not going to happen under communism because you couldn't really have freedom of movement under communism. Yeah, so you couldn't leave really Poland if you lived there. So when the like when uh, communism was over, she you know she'd travel sometimes. Um, she always stayed like um, to live in Poland. But she traveled around sometimes, and that's when my father, who was in the military at that time and was probably um, stationed in Germany and traveling over to Poland, that's when my dad met my mom. So communism came to an end around 1990, um, 89, 90 in, in, uh, in Poland. Young people in Poland were very anxious to get out of Poland to go like on holidays or for a long weekend in some place in Germany. 
just to see what it was like outside of communism. And then, uh, and you said you, so I would imagine your mom traveled around a little bit as a young person. Yes, she did travel around a little bit. She loves traveling. It's her favorite thing right now. Well, that, that's awesome. <laughs> awesome for you. And then your dad was stationed in Germany. It's, now, did your dad, like, go visit Poland while he was? Yes, so he okay. visited Poland and in Chanstehova is when he met uh, my mom. Okay. All right. So um, when they met each other, um, my dad says how was love at first sight. He loved her. He was like, damn, love her. So he um, so he uh, dated my mom for three weeks before proposing to her. After three weeks? <laughs> after three weeks, oh my yes. Goodness. Okay. So after three weeks. Um, so... Uh, they loved each other obviously very much, and at this time my mom didn't have a citizenship and needed one to go to the USA. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, um, it was a little bit long distance for a little bit before my mom got her right. um, citizenship um, just after getting married in June 2001. So she, not June 2001, but um, February 2001. Okay. So she got married in February 20, 2001, and then she got her citizenship in June. 2001. Okay. Um, and then they did live a little bit longer in Germany because my dad was still stationed there. But after my f- dad finished his tour kind of there, mm-hmm. they moved over to um, to the USA. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we, we talk, you know, the podcast is push-pull podcast. So when we start thinking about things that push people out of an area, you know, kind of growing up in a communism, maybe even when it's over wanting to get out, that might be a push factor. Um, the pull factor, a lot of times when we talk about these things, pull factors are like a job or education. Your mom's pull factor was a little different from jobs or education. Yes. So she went for love and she also found her dream job um, over at the uh, the in the U.S. Okay. Um, she was originally going to be an English teacher because she was really good at English. Okay. Um, and then she realized, I want to help people, and she became an ICU nurse. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, so she came for love, found a good job that she liked, um, and and set up, and then obviously had eventually you came along, and that was wonderful. I'm sure that was a blessing in their life. Um so the so that when we start looking at patterns and context and all right, so we talked the fall of communism, young people traveling, but the other context of all this is very often in the history of our country, when men are deployed someplace, they might meet a young lady in that area and get married and then um, and then come back home. So um, very unique story for your mom, but not not too terribly out of the ordinary because these things kind of happen. I'm also um, I'm also just really happy that she brought her traditions over with her. So whenever we have Christmas dinner, she'll make pierogi, and it'll be this whole like meal, and I'll help her make it—the dough, the um, the th- the meat inside—and it is my fav- favorite thing to make. Um, and we also in Poland they put chocolates on their trees instead of ornaments. Okay. So we'll put chocolates on the trees. We'll hang them up, and then. On um, on Christmas Eve and Christmas, well, you can eat the chocolates, and they're like German chocolates, Polish chocolates, and she'll order all that from Poland and get her spices from Poland too. She'll she'll order everything um, really overseas. So, and, and you, I'm glad you brought this up because 
this is a very American thing that when people come to America and they become American, they still try to hold on to some of those things that they really like from their country. And a lot of that's the food, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, and the, the food tradition, the, and you mentioned the Christmas tradition. So people try to maintain their traditions, try to maintain, uh, try to maintain a language. So I'm, I'm hoping you keep doing the food. Do you yes. think you, is that something you'll be able that to That is, um, she has her own recipe, so I definitely want to keep doing, like, making that recipe for maybe if, for my family, if I ever have one. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to keep making pierogi, and I definitely want to teach them because it is my comfort meal. Um, absolute favorite thing. It's just good, just good food. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really good. And you get to do it with your mom, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, so that's, that's fun, too. Um, do you speak any other languages besides English? You. <laughs> so, my mom tried and failed. She still speaks Polish. Like, mm -hmm. um, she'll, like, in the middle of her sentences, she'll speak Polish. I'm like, I know those words. And I'll be like, oh, she's mad at me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, th this is another part of, the, of migration in our country. A lot of people come over. They try to teach their kids the language from where they're from. Sometimes it takes. A lot of times it just doesn't because um, you have to do it over and over again. So currently I'm actually trying to learn Polish. Um, Good for you. On Rosetta Stone because I feel like I'm missing out because um, one time we had Pol another Polish family come over and they were only speaking Polish. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was missing out. Um, and I just really want to get into that tradition of speaking Polish. And I also want to go to Poland one day to see where everything came from and see all the sites and maybe see I'm sure your mom's looking forward to taking you there one day. So, yeah, and, that, and that's good. Um, anyway, that's, it's a wonderful story. Hopefully you get a chance to go to Poland. Um, and um, a great, just a great story, lots of good context there. Anything else you could think of to, before we wrap up? I don't. I don't think. Yeah, that's, good. That's about. That's about it. Okay, and and, and great story. A uh, very recent, very American story. We've talked about uh, push pull. We talk about people in different times of their life, different years. Um, this happened to your mom, you know, relatively recently. But people have been uh, coming to to our country for similar reasons for a long time. Great story. Thanks a lot for being here, Nicole. Thank you.